Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Do you wish growing a business was easier? Are you feeling frustrated that it's taking so long to make your first 100K? I used to feel the same way until I discovered the one thing that was missing. It wasn't more marketing tips or strategies. It wasn't reading more business books and it wasn't learning more stuff. I could show you what's holding you back and blocking your success if you like. Typical side effects include higher income, peace of mind, loving relationships, real connection with God, freedom from addictions, purpose, fulfillment, and a brand new lifestyle. It all starts by scheduling a spiritual clarity call with me to get clarity on what you want right now in your life and to see if we wanna to work together. Visit josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities to learn more. That's josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Today, my featured guest is Jesse Harless. You can find him at jessieharless.com. Let me spell that, J-E-S-S-E, -S -S -E, Harless, H-A-R-L-E-S-S.com. And Jesse is an MA, he's an author, trainer, life coach, group empowerment facilitator, emotional, motivational speaker, and entrepreneur in recovery. He's going to tell us what that actually means. Jesse, Jesse recently released his first Amazon best-selling book called Smash Your Comfort Zone with Cold Showers. Jesse is the founder of recoveryfacilitation.com, an entrepreneurs in recovery, a platform and training that empowers people in addiction recovery to reach their full potential. I love that. He works with individuals, communities, addiction treatment centers, and programs in the Northeast U.S., where he trains and facilitates his entrepreneurs in recovery workshops. Jesse Harless, welcome to your first 100K. Welcome to my show, my friend. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Yeah, thanks, Joseph. Thanks for having me on. It's great to connect with you. And yeah, I mean, the, you, you really nailed a lot of what I do. So you, the, the intro nails it. Uh, that's what I do. I'm the founder of Entrepreneurs Recovery. And what that really is, is a facilitation and training company that helps people to launch their lives and find inner resources for them to live a life of purpose. That's the short version of what those workshops and facilitation does. Um, so, sure. Got it. So just to clarify for me, for my listener, so you're helping people with addiction to 
actually like not just focus on how do I cope with the addiction, but actually set their eyes on a bigger life, a bigger why, a bigger goal, and then do it through the vehicle of entrepreneurship. Is that correct? Yeah, sort of. Like it, entrepreneurship, it's it's there's definitely a, a huge um, opportunity for people to 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 learn about that. But I would say the principles, some of the principles of entrepreneurship, is is living a self determined life, betting on yourself, and so and being willing to to withstand change and being resilient. So that all translates right into addiction recovery. So those are some of the principles that are brought into some of these workshops, along with a lot of other things that, that, are, that are brought in. So, you know, I would say entrepreneurship is part of it. And I would say that I attract a lot of entrepreneurs and trainers and, and coaches and health, um, you know, people who work in the health industry who want to use my facilitation of workshops. A lot, I have a lot of that. But the actual workshops are usually done with people who are in addiction recovery or any type of any type of social cause, you know, not, it's not just addiction recovery. You know, my, you know, if you're going to say my niche or what I actually, the people I enjoy work with the most is absolutely people in addiction recovery. That's, that's where I've come from. That's my life. It affects all areas as do most people addiction effects. So that is where um, I like to, to play the most, but um, people who actually come through my training are all types of uh, successful coaches, entrepreneurs who just want an extra tool for them to bring to their community they serve. Yeah, that makes sense. So go ahead and take a minute and share something personal about you. Maybe it's the addiction, what you've been through that very few people in your business life actually know. Well, I tell my story out loud. A lot of people know my story of addiction recovery. So I would say that you know, most people know that some don't, it, it, it is funny, but you know, why don't you like, give us the 60 second version, the 60 second, the 60 second version up to today, which I'll give you something that a lot of people don't know. Um, but some of this, a lot of people know. So at 22 years old, I was facing federal felonies. I was in the most stressful place in my life facing seven or 14 years in federal prison. And so at that point at 22, I had to make a decision if I was going to go down or if I was going to go up. And so what I did is I went all in on, on what I knew at the time, which was a deep connection to something greater than myself, was a plan of habits that I started to do, such as things I'm sure we'll touch on in this uh, episode is a, like a foundational calendar. I had a coach, I had a mentor right off the bat. You know, I started to, I started to do uh, positive affirmations every single day to combat the incredible amount of stress and anxiety. So I started to stack all these habits right away at 22, facing the most serious charges of my life. And what ended up happening is I didn't go to prison. And what that showed me is that like, you know, whether I went there or not, it, it, I don't think it would have mattered, but I, because I didn't, it showed me that like doing these positive habits and trusting this power and, and doing these things, it actually, uh, it, it, it produced results, huge results. And so I kept doing that. And that's the journey that I've been on for the last 13 years. So I've been 13 years in long-term recovery from drugs and alcohol. And so, you know, today, one thing you don't, people know, most people don't know about me and going, this is like a huge jump, uh, is that I'm, I've been living the fully raw diet. So I've been eating uh, fruits, vegetables, and, and small amounts and nuts. And I'm like kind of all in on it. So juicing and all that stuff. And, um, but yeah, there's a lot of people, a lot of things people don't know about that, but that's really a lot of people don't know I'm doing that. So I'm, I'm just about a, probably about 99% fully raw vegan. Wow. 
Got it. So you're like detoxing your entire body, your entire system. That's so cool. I tried it once, dude, without meat for two weeks. And I, I hit serious iron deficiency, like my fatigue, everything. And I was like, I don't know how guys do this. Like if you got muscles, like how do you survive without meat? I don't get it, but I get it works for a lot of people. All right, let's get into the money game, my friend. Yeah. Uh, so my audience loves context. Uh, Jesse, how much gross revenue approximately did your company do in the past 12 months? Um, the past 12 months, approximately, I'd say it's around 60, 65,000. Okay. Um, and by the way, this is, I'm only a year and a half into my business. You know, I left my job in 2017. So I want to put that into perspective. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, it's only, it hasn't even been two years, but I would say in the last uh, year, it's, it's around 60 to 65,000. Uh, the reason I don't know the exact number because you know, there's a lot of um, money you get as referral money and different things that you get from just recommending people. When you start to get on a lot of shows, people reach out and then you recommend other people and guess what happens. So, but I would say it's around 60 to 65,000. Okay, got it. So I love bringing on guests like this startup nation, right? Like Jesse, because he's at ground zero. He's like right there. Yes, he's one and a half years in, but it typically takes one to three years in my personal experience and many of my guests' experience to really hockey stick your revenues, right? To see them go up, to see them spike. So one to three years, right? Now, I got lucky when I was 19, we did 2 million in 12 months and it just hockey sticked right out the gate, call it timing, call it a system, process, whatever, luck, whatever you want to call it, it worked, right? But then I've run so many freaking businesses about nine more businesses since then that have not hockey sticked in year one you know it took three years my last business took about four years i would say and then it started taking off so it's really about like will you stick in it and when i say stick in it that it is that it your why like that business that you're in right now is this your why because you gotta stick because it takes one to three years jesse what shows up for you in that with your own experience right now in this business, like you're one and a half years in mm -hmm. and, and not to diminish the number, but you've only made 65 grand that barely, you know, is cost of living in a lot of States. So what's that been like? What's, what shows up for you in this? Yeah. So I've learned a lot, of course, you know, I've made a lot of foolish decisions right off the jump. Um, instead of really sitting and just being, I was doing a lot of doing and what that hat, what happened because of that is I started to invest in things I didn't need to invest in. It got me completely off track of my purpose and mission that I had set out to accomplish when I left my 13 year career. And, you know, now I'm just getting right back on the course. So the stream that's, that's instead of going against this stream that's been there the whole time, now I'm going with the current. And so because I'm doing that um, with the flow of, of this mission that has been there since I left my job, what's, what's showing up now is opportunities and more importantly, relationships. So the relationships that, you know, they, what's that you know, famous quote is, it's not, it's not the how, it's the who, right? So the billionaires say it's not the how, it's the who. So, you know, that's what I'm learning is like, oh, I was actually on the right path. I diverted myself because I believed I didn't have the right skill set. And that wasn't true. I had that. And there was just more capabilities, of course, that needed to be sharpened. But I had what, I, what it took and I just needed to follow the path. So that's what I've learned is now I'm back on the path. And guess what? All the relationships and opportunities are starting to come in now. So can you give us an example of something you invested in 
maybe prematurely and you should have just been focusing on the who and, and who you are and all that. But you, fo- you jumped into a program. Give us an example because Startup Nation is doing it right now, dude. They're investing in stuff prematurely rather than figuring out who the heck they are and why they're here on planet Earth. Yeah. Um, one of the things I definitely prematurely jumped into because of the financial scarcity that happens when you leave a job where you're making over, you know, six, when you're making six figures is that you end up thinking to yourself like, wow, if I do this so on the side, I'll bring in this income that will help me to then, you know, and it won't divert me too much from my path, which is not true. It diverts, it's energy, it's energy expenditure. So it does divert you. And so one of the things I looked at was, um, was multi-level marketing. But it was positioned in a way that I was like, you know what, that's kind of still on the path. It does actually serve my space. It still does because I can help others to do it. And so I kind of rationalized and justified it. And, and then after about four months, um, I was like, I saw the bigger picture of this. I said, oh my God, I got distracted by, by, by money again. I get distracted by, and not, and not money in the sense of like, I'm going to get rich. I was just looking to pay the bills to do my purpose. It was just to get back to the, the path I wanted to be on anyways. I just wasn't sure, how do you make money doing your purpose and mission? So I, I thought I had to do this other thing. And it turned out I didn't. I could have stayed on that path and I'd be four to five months ahead of where I am today, which is totally fine. But um, you know, that was it. It was that type of, and I'm sure many people come up with that, that you know, that opportunity to invest in something like, you know, and I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it wasn't. No, no, of course. So thank you for going there. Right. And that was vulnerable. That was real. And startup nation, that is you. Like you're getting distracted by all the shiny objects rather than just sticking to your purpose, your one thing, or even taking the time to find out what is that one thing, learning to just sit with yourself, learning to sit with God, Right? This is something we don't speak about in business, but I do. Why? Because nobody's speaking about it. But we're all body, mind, and spirit, right? We all believe that, most of us. So like we invest in our body, right? You're doing all your fruit cleanse and vegetables and everything like that for your body, right? Fruit and, and then mind, it's like you invest in all these programs to get you better and th- you know, and all this stuff, but we don't invest in our spirit. Really just taking time, learning to sit and say, what do I want to do? Like Startup Nation, I challenge you this week, sit with that question. What do I really want in my life? And don't get up until you got it. And if you're of the Christian, you know, space or whatever, ask God for help in that. Like, like God, what am I here for? What do you want me to do? Because I think it's so, so important what you're saying, Jesse. It is. And it's like we get distracted all down these side paths. We justify and we go, well, we could still pay the bills. But here's the point I want to make for Startup Nation is who said you need to be comfortable when you're building your business? Like who thinks, who created that? Like somehow we think, oh, well, I, I should still be able to pay all my bills and, every, and still live this mediocre comfortable lifestyle as I'm building the dream. Well, that's not really entirely true. If you look at some of the greatest companies on earth, you hear their war stories and they're all the same. I lived on ramen noodles. You know, I barely paid electric. I slept on my, my buddy's couches. Like I didn't live comfortably. That's what they all say. Why? I put it all in. I sacrificed everything for this thing because it was burning within my heart. Jesse, what shows up for you in that? Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, If you're not ready to go all in, I wouldn't even go in a little bit. Um, Because 
you know, I want to put this into perspective. When I was making the decision to leave the job, um, I was very serious, so serious. I sold my house. I sold everything that I could to go all in to have some type of small nest egg so that I could kind of create and see what would work. And I had an idea of, of how I was going to bring an in income, which in the beginning was life coaching. But the reality was that I was dead serious. I mean, I had, I had worked, you know, a long time to get that house. It was a dream. I never grew up in, a, in an actual house. So to get that dream, that, that was a dream come true. And so to get that and then to sell that, to downgrade into a 900 foot square condo was definitely me saying, I'm serious. I'm serious universe. I'm serious. And, and, and to show that this is, this is an all in type of thing. And even today, that's how I live. You know, like today it's, it's the same all in mentality where you know, when you're in their job, you're nine to five, you know, when you're 40 hours is up, you're like, ah, okay, now I can go do my, be with my family, watch Netflix or stuff. That's not how it is when you're all in on an, when you're an entrepreneur and you're all in, there's not that Sundays, Saturdays. Now, trust me, I am like the king of self-care. So I know all about self-care, but I still, I'm, you know, you might catch me working three hours at night. That's okay. That's what happens when you do this and you're all in on your purpose and vision, you're clear is that, you know, you don't have that, you know, time, you don't trade time for money anymore. You're, you're looking to create value. And so that's, so just going back, yeah, the all in mentality with this is so critical. And that's something that right from the get go, I knew I had to be all in and, and, you've, and I've learned a lot, you know, you sacrifice sleep, you do what you have to do, but you will make it up because even in my space and it, you know, so being someone in long-term recovery, I have to be extra vigilant in some ways because of my personality and the, the addictive tendencies to make sure that I am getting what I need, whether it's nutrition wise or sleep wise or meditation wise or all these different things to stay centered and connected and clear and all these different things. So that's really critical, but those self-care practices are the foundation of an all in mentality. You know, if I do that, then it's, 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 um, keeps me on the path. All right, Jesse, let's get down to the nitty gritty, my friend. What are your top three tips or strategies that you're using right now to hit your first 100K this upcoming year? You're at 65K. I know you're pushing. I know you're going for it. So what has gotten you to the 65K and is going to get you the 100K? What are your top three tips or strategies for Startup Nation right now? Well, I think what's important, and I, I, this wasn't one, but I think it's it's going to be one of the three is 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 relationships. You know, one of the one of them is is when you get out there and you start getting on podcasts and you start getting out there, you know, you start to attract people that want to talk to you and learn about your business. And I think what the, the one of the ways is relationship building. You know, and how do you relationship build? You put content out. You put content out that people can see and they can hear you and trust you and see your face, hear your hear your podcast, maybe hear your audiobook, and get to start to trust you. And so that's really meant number one is, is relationship building and building relationships because that's really how it all works, in my opinion. It starts there in a lot of ways. Um, the second I would say yep. yeah, is a foundational calendar. Having a foundational calendar. What is your calendar system? How do you organize your life is critical. And I've been practice, practicing this since I, I first got into recovery. And it's something today that's so pivotal. Like I couldn't even keep myself together if I didn't have some type of foundational calendar. And what do you mean by foundational? Yeah. So foundational calendar is what do you do to, to, what is your to-do list every day? Is it based on your nine? Is it based on your one-year goal? Is it based on your 90-day goal? So I have a calendar that if you look at my calendar and you look at my one-year goals, it's the same thing. It's all of the activities I'm doing are going towards the one-year goal. 
everything's so different I, just yeah. to clarify that's different than just a regular calendar right so this is foundational it's it's a calendar with intention towards okay. your goal exactly it's an intentional how about that's better intentional calendar it's an intentional- I just rebranded for you come on man yes so you just rebranded so now i will come up with the intentional calendar on amazon <laughs> So yeah, but this is public, bro. So I own it already. So perfect. There you Please go. Go ahead. There you go. Just put my name in the credits. So, right, and then so the give last... us an example of what yours looks like. So, an example seconds. today, this is an evolution. I've been doing this for a long time. So, the evolution where it is today is I actually do a calendar on my phone and I do a calendar that I write out. That's what works for me. Did I always do that? No. But now today, that's what I do. I do the calendar on my phone so I can see the things I need to do. Because sometimes I'm on the road and something hits me and I put it in that calendar on the phone because it's with me. And then when I get back, I actually have a planner. And today I've decided to use the EVO planner. So if you haven't seen that before, the EVO planner is a, is a way based on your brain type to write out your daily calendar based on your brain type. So it's very interesting. You can explore that at their website. It's called the EVO planner, but I use that for what I write in, but I also use a calendar like iCalendar uh, as well, a digital calendar. So anywhere I am, I can input into that. Okay. So your third one, just to clarify is take a planner with you, write in it, right? So you could transfer it back to your calendar and back and forth. Is that right? Anything else on that? um, My third uh, aspect of this, is is actually is, is accountability and coaching so oh, the final it. aspect is accountability and coaching so finding someone to keep you accountable to your goals if you don't have that i don't know how you can be successful like without having someone that you're actually talking about your goals to i, I you know that has been so pivotal because it keeps me you know i'm biased right i'm biased to my own life i'm biased to my own goals so having someone that i can talk to they can call me out on some things that i'm not seeing the blind spots that is huge, my friend. That's why I'm this, in this spiritual coaching business myself. It's like, we all need it. I have a spiritual coach and I coach other people, right? It's like, I'm always checking in with someone who's holding me accountable. My clients are checking in with me to hold them accountable. Everyone's hitting their goals. It's freaking right. awesome. I love it. All right. So what was the biggest mistake you've made in the past 12 months in your business looking back? other than the shiny object syndrome that you had there? The biggest mistake I've made is focusing on an area that um, I thought was going to, like, let me just tell you what it was. So I actually thought that life coaching and doing that was going to be the thing when right in front of my face, it was actually facilitation and training. Like since, since I left the job, there's an opportunity to, to become a great facilitator and trainer with the training I had and the experience I had, that was the path. And some reason I went more towards coaching and I got off that path. And so that's what I'm saying, being really clear about what is that one thing you're good at? What is your strengths? And my strengths is actually as, as a communicator. So facilitating and training life coaching. Of course, I love doing that. That's fun, but that shouldn't have been my, so I really got off track with like, Oh, I, I got to build my coaching business when, you know, for me, it was facilitation and training since literally the month I left my job was the clear path. I knew that I was doing that live. And so that's for me is what learning where your unique capability is, your highest strength at live. Mm-hmm. So Startup Nation, I'm going to go here for a second just because Jesse went first, which is the definition of leadership. You go first, right? And Jesse just shared, hey, how he went off track. I went off track for five freaking years, dude. I went off track with an entire business, right? My co-working businesses. I own two of them here in Tampa. So I got into commercial real estate, providing office space for entrepreneurs, right? 
and they paid me monthly rent and it was great, right? The money was there and everything, but it didn't touch anything inside of me. Like there was no spark. There was no fire. There was nothing other than I like entrepreneurs. And it was complete deviation from what I'm actually called to do and my strengths. I was sitting at a desk, like running real estate, like that wasn't my strength. I'm a communicator. I'm on stage and I see people's potential and I, I'm, I give them permission to bring it out and act upon it. And I'm sitting here doing real estate for five years. Like what the bleep? Did I do well? Yeah, it made money. I just sold it. Fantastic. But it wasn't my calling. So Startup Nation, I'm just encouraging you right now. Don't spend five years of your life doing the wrong thing like I did or less than that like Jesse did. Don't do it. Jesse, let's get into my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. This is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Yes. All right. Startup Nation, we're speaking with Jesse Harless. You can find him at jesseharless.com. Here we go. Jesse, what's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Freedom. What's your least favorite thing? Uh, loneliness. Got that. Thank you for being real. What are you most afraid of? Producing weak content. Producing weak content. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? Planning. Mm. What secret fear do you have about people? Judgment, I guess. Yeah, got that. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? Be all in on my unique capability. Amen to that. What's a new habit you want to form? Waking up at the sunrise and going to bed earlier. Yeah, I did that for a while. It's fantastic. What's a bad habit you want to break? Not doing what I just said. Sleeping in. <laughs> Stop sleeping in. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Passionate, authentic, and curious. Love it. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business, going out on your own. Excited, turbulent, courageous. Got it. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K this year? Don't do it alone. Don't do it in a bubble. Surround yourself in some type of mastermind. Get a coach, get accountability partners. Love it. And final question. If you could come back to life after you die, Jesse, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice. What would you say to them? I would say know that you're, you're made of energy, you're a spirit, you're not a body. So just really focus more on that your entire life. Got it. And what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you if they so choose? Recoveryfacilitation.com. Go there. You can, <clears throat> you can watch my video. You can learn all about the work I'm doing today. Startup Nation, we're speaking with Jesse Harless. You can find him at jesseharless.com or recoveryfacilitation.com. I'll put that in the show notes for you. And Jesse, it's been an honor to have you on the show. And Startup Nation, do you love the show? You love guests like Jesse bringing it, getting real about his recovery from addiction, lifestyle. Do you have that? Are you struggling with similar things? There's always a way out. Always be encouraged. We live in a world right now of hopelessness, of people living lives of quiet desperation, as the author Matthew Kelly speaks of. And I want to tell you, there's a way out. I want to be that light for you. If you need spiritual coaching in your life, go to my website, josephwarren.net. If you want to have a spiritually successful life, because to Jesse's point, you're much more than just a body. 
You are. There's a spirit within you. Why not feed that? So go to josephwarren.net. Jesse, thank you for being on the show today. And Startup Nation, go ahead and subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet and share this show. Share this episode of Jesse. His message is powerful. It's, it's good. What he's up to in the world, I love it. He's not just out making money. He's doing social entrepreneurship, right? He's out there helping people that are recovering from addiction and showing them a better way to live their life. And he went first. He's doing it himself. He's leading by example. He's a guy worth following. So follow him at jesseharless.com or recoveryfacilitation.com. Jesse, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, my friend. Thank you, Joseph. It was an honor. Cheers. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to BrokenCatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.